hello, hello. Welcome once again to EOB's Salon Talk. Tonight's guest is Mr. Garfield. Excuse me, Coach Garfield. Can you please introduce yourself to the viewers? Tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, um, you know, basketball coach, been coaching for over 25 years. Uh, came out of Jamaica. Um, you know, play college basketball. After that, I tried to play professional. That didn't work, so I decided to jump into coaching. You know, so that's pretty much. I coached junior high school, high school, college, and professional players. So I'm Jamaican, and you came out of Jamaica, and you're coaching basketball. Not soccer, or they call it football. No, it's soccer. Football, football. Not soccer, or we say football. Not football, you're coaching basketball which is impressive to me right actually but apart from you just coaching basketball i want to have a conversation with you what it truly means about coaching because i'm thinking a lot of people are not really aware the importance it is how important it is to have coaches as role models to our kids in 2019 well, first of all, I always say that a coach um, is a kid's parent when the kid's parent's not there. A coach That's right. is a mentor. Coach is a teacher. Um, so whether you like it or not, the moment you get in the coaching role, you automatically become the kid's parent. Mm -hmm. You automatically become a role model. So whatever you do, whatever you say, the, coach, uh, the kids is watching. So you've, you're impactful. You, you create an impact in the kids' lives. So I'm going to call this segment the daddy effect. And the reason I'm going to call it the daddy's effect is because it's very, very important, I think, for kids to have male role model. There's a lot of kids out there that there's not a dad or a father figure in their life. So for me, I love when I meet a coach like you that is so passionate. What I find from you is that you are very, very passionate about what you do. Right. You, you care about the kids. I mean, I know we've seen on the news lately a lot of coaches, they don't do the right thing. They abuse these kids. You know, we'll speak on that later. But for me, to see a person like you that is so passionate, you care about the kids. You were like, you know, um, oh, I'm, you know, if mommy's not here, I'm, you're going to make sure these kids right. are good. Let's speak on that a little bit. In, in a society where we have a lot of people that are bad people, so to speak, that are out there taking advantage of our youth. What, what, what would you say for, you know, skeptics that's looking on you and saying, oh, he's a coach, and, you know, I feel like the respect is not where it should be? Well, for me, for <clears throat> me, I, I'm more concerned with the development of the kids. Right. So what society thinks and, and, and their belief system, I mean, I, I, that doesn't have mm -hmm. affect me or I don't let it affect me or I try to to take it away from my kids because I'm teaching them life. And right, sports in right. itself teach about life. So I'm hard on my kids on the court, but I'm also very supportive uh, of it. them. You know, um, I, I help them with their homework, and all my kids are going to college. There's no ifs or buts. They are going to college. Um, so the moment a kid call me, hey, coach, I'm looking to work out, the first question I ask, how serious are you? Because all my kids, I'm, I'm very intense, and all my kids are going to college. So... You're not going to come to my workout today. I won't see you again. So I'm very intense and I make sure that I'm teaching them life skills. So right. I'm teaching not for now, but I'm making sure that they achieve something with the sport or achieve something outside of the sport. 
So for me, that's impressive because I have a foundation. And one thing I see a lot of for, you know, it's called the Giles Foundation. One thing I see, I deal with the homeless and the foster care kids. A lot of times we're dealing with issues. And what I find is that there's not a lot of male that are willing to step up and say, you know what? This is me. You could talk to me. It's okay. I could provide guidance. Sometimes, too, if a kid is, go, is, you know, is going through something and there's someone there, like I respect my coach. I respect my coach. I respect um, my teachers. I respect my pastors. So if those people are there as role model right. and you're saying, you know what, I need you to go to school, to college, you could do this. It's good. This is going to, you know, you can't play sports unless you go to college. Right. I think for me, that is one of the best, best, best motivator you could have in today's society. So I right. thank you for that, sir. I truly thank you because um, as a person, well, a little back. So I didn't really grow up with my dad around. I do know my dad. We build a relationship after. And I could say that for me. Maybe if I had a dad around, I'll be different in a lot of ways. So I know right. the value of having someone around that's going to help the kid and say, you have to do this. You must do that. Right. Um, I need you to do that. I believe in you. So for you doing that, I truly, truly thank you. Now, what would you say about, you know, there's a lot of things going on with coaches that's doing stuff. How would you, how would you classify them i mean i i personally wouldn't put them in the same category as you but they are still coaches they're still out there doing teachers and you know people in leadership role right that kids are supposed to look up to they're out there abusing or doing certain things what advice or what would you say to well okay if we talk about in terms of coaching there are coaches <clears throat> that take the sport beyond sports wow so so if you if you 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 automatically are a role model, so the way you carry yourself, the kids are watching. So mm. you have to be and, and let's let's okay let's clarify role models. Let's say positive role models because that's the role right. Models are, that's right. Are negative. So to be a positive role model, the kids are watching you. So you have to be a positive role model and um, you, you don't you practice what you preach. So so to speak. you have to practice what you preach. So if you're telling a kid to be on time, you have to be on time yourself. If you tell the kids to be disciplined, you have to be disciplined yourself. So you're teaching the kid something here and in your own personal life, you're doing opposite from what you're teaching these kids and they are watching, you know? So you want to be, um, practice what you preach. You want to be good role models. And, 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 and that's, that's what you try to do with these kids. Well, sir, I thank you because, and I'm actually truly blessed and happy that you say positive role models because there's a lot of role models, quote unquote, role models that hangs around. I'm a role model, but it's not positive. Right. So right. I, you know, I don't think, you know, people like you, I would call you one of my unsung heroes. Right. Because you put yourself, you're selfless in what you do. Like I right. spoke to you on many occasions, like I'm talking to the regular. And what I find is like, you actually do care. You love what you do. Like you put your whole heart into it. These are my kids, you know, and you make sure that they are right. good. 
if they need lunch, you're going to make sure, okay, what do you need? Is it, was it the lunch? Why you didn't do homework? Is it a book? I'm going to go out and I'm going to get you this book, but you have to finish your homework. Right. So for me, I'm grateful for that. And if there's anything I could do to assist you at any given time, actually, I might flip it. I might need you to assist me. Right. Actually, with some of these, you know, December 16th, I'm doing the give back. So I might need someone. I mean, people are looking right. to see an NBA player and this player here. I, I need real people like you right. that are out there doing what you do. You are out there serving the community. So once again, as a community server, I'm going to say thank you. Is so, there anything well, else? Well, to, to, to add on to what I was saying also mm -hmm. is there are coaches that teaches winning on the court. Wow. And, and I teach to win in life. So I like that one. They're very aggressive and, and they let their emotion take the best of them in the game. Well, I teach after the game. What's going to happen after the game? What's going to happen next year, next week? What's going to happen when you graduate high school? What's going to happen when you graduate college? So I teach about life. You know, I don't teach for the current game. And that's the difference between coaches that you see um, or, or like that or very negative to the kids or ki uh, coaches that's positive to the kids. Wow. So I don't teach for now. I teach for futuristic stuff. So I teach about success. And winning a game is not necessarily successful to me. Mm. You know, the, 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 you know, a kid that started out, you know, with a D average, by the time they finish, they have an A average. Or a kid that have no chance of going to college. Or even graduate high school, actually graduate high school and go to college. So these are success to me. That's winning to me. So I would kind of classify you as a life coach. So you're actually training. And, and that's missing in today's society. I feel like it's missing. Because there's not a lot of people out there where it, we're so quick. It's so easy for us to say, oh, this kid is this, this kid is bad, this kid is this. But we're not taking the time to spend some time with these kids and showing them the right way. Right. Um, what you're saying is that, listen, I'm not just coaching them to play basketball. I'm coaching them to live life. Because this is a real life. It's a real life right. situation. After the basketball, then what? We see now in the news you have a lot of basketball player or football player or whatever it is going through stuff. Right. What I see is that they're thrown, and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong at any point. Right. Because, you, know, you know, I'm not. Mm. But they are thrown in situation where they get millions of dollars right out of high school. Right. But the problem I find is that they are not, ready and right. they weren't weren't mentored or coached on how to actually manage that success right. so i thank you and i think i i really think you should do more with that i think you should definitely do more where you take it to a level where you're you're training these even some of these now athletes these superstars right. they need to learn how to manage your money they need to learn how to be real individual right. off the basketball court because no one is telling them that. Society makes it look like uh, they could go ahead and they could do this. They have money and they could buy bottles and they could buy that. After the light right. is turned off, then what? So I, I, I wanted to have this conversation with you. I wanted to invite you and I, and I really appreciate you coming because I wanted to talk about the impact right. it has on the kids, on our youth. 
Coach Garfield, I have one more question for you, or maybe a few more. Uh, so what is your thought process now? You've seen a lot as a coach. Right. You've seen kids go back and forth. What, what are your thought process on parenting in today's society? Well, what, what I notice is, is that the parents nowadays gets younger every year. Amen. <laughs> every year. So, you know, when I was growing up, my grandparents was 85 years old, 75 years old. Now grandparents are 45, 40, 35. Mm, younger. Um, yeah. And what, what happened as, as parents is that because we were so strict, our parents are so strict, the new parents, the new generation parents are not being strict. So now their kids are, are being the, the, the bosses in the house. And that mm. should never happen. You know, kids supposed to be kids. And parents supposed to be parents. But we are allowing the new generation, we are allowing our kids to be the bosses in the house. Mm. So there's no structure. There's no, there's no, that's why a lot of kids have behavior issues. But how hard do you find that scenario then is for you? How hard is that for you? as a coach well the kids the kids that i you know i my first day in practice i let them know what i expect from them mm. so i set the tone early listen this is what i want and this is exactly what is going to happen now we can have a conversation after practice but during my practice this is how i'm going to do it there's no negotiation there's no oh co no i don't want to hear anything so the moment you're going to coach come to my practice that's how the practice is going to be. Now, afterwards, we can have a conversation. We can talk about it. But you come into my practice. This is my practice, not yours. And then it becomes our practice. So when we get confident with each other, then it become our practice. So you basically set the tone. Yes. Of, so in other words, you, you, you set the tone. This is my house, and this is how it's going to run. Right. So for the kids, do you find that to be very difficult, though? Because these kids um, now then, well, if, if there's no structure at home, how difficult it is for you to actually get that child to be structured? Well, you, 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 you want to build confidence with these kids. Mm -hmm. And you want to show them the success. So kids, like kids always look at role models and they consider success as, as money or, or winning or whatever. So they see... That okay, I notice when you work with that person, they improving their game, improving their mentality, they're improving everything. So I'm gonna listen to you because you, at least you know what you're saying, and at least you care. That's the key, uh. caring. Because a lot of times, you know, they go home and the parents tell them what to do, and they feel like the parent don't care. Uh. So you always want to bridge a gap. You let them know this is my house, but you also bridge a gap. This is this is the reason why I'm telling you this because in life you explain to them. You don't say, oh, this is my rules and that's it. You know, like, this is not prison. It's okay. not an autocratic um, thing of government, you know. So you, you, you bridge the gap. Always bridge the gap. Having conversations is very important. So you're saying that, in other words, parents out there listening, this is a great advice, I would say. So you're saying, instead of making it so hard, say, listen, have a conversation. You know, set your rules, but have a conversation. Allow that child to speak to you, and right. you say, this is what I'm expected. So And why? And why you're expecting exactly. that. Okay. So, um, not a parents, but parents out there, I would say, great advice. Great advice. Because as a hairstylist, what I see a lot is kids are coming into even the salon. And at five, six, seven years old, 
parents are not able to control the kids. Right. And for me, you as a coach, I'm like, wow, I would not want to be a coach. How do you do it? How do you control? You know, how do you control but still show love at the same time? I think that's where the gap is. Well, you, like I said earlier, you have to bridge the gap. If you, if you show discipline, you show strict, and you let them know from the beginning, you cannot be, okay, like a days of cold or soft in the beginning. All of a sudden, you want to be hard and, and, and tough mm. later on. So Be consistent. No, exactly. So you set the tone early. You set the tone early. This is what I expect. You can, or you can go somewhere else. Yeah, when I was growing up, this is what was expected of me. I had to go to school. I had to come home directly after school or after my activities, and I had chores. But not and anymore. I must bring home A's. It was none, there was no negotiation about me going to school every day, me bringing home A's, me coming home directly after school or my after-school activities, and then me doing my chores. There was no negotiation. And that's the that's difference between parenting then and parenting now. Ah. Parents are negotiating with their kids now. There's no negotiation. You're a child. So we stay in a child's place. And what I'm saying now, all the kids are grown at 12. All the kids okay. are grown at 9. So no kids are being kids anymore. So moment you reach 8, 9, you're considered an adult, according to these kids. And I'm saying we allow that as parents to, to do that. We allow them to, to be adults at, at 10. We don't allow our kids to be kids. But sometimes now, let me play devil's advocate, Right. So I'm sitting and you're dealing with a parent that's a single parent. Because a lot of times that's the issue we're having. Right. You have a lot of single parents out there right now. And they have three, four, five, six jobs. They're going to work. They're coming home. They have the kids. So they have to put a roof over their head. One. They have to make sure this kid eats. They have to pay for school. Provide, in other words, for this kid. Right. Sometimes for these parents, I feel, they don't really have the time to provide that structure because they're never home. Right. So kids are being governed by... Themselves. Themselves, YouTube, a tablet, a TV. So I, th- this is why I believe mentorship, coaches, teachers, those should be held. Those people should be held, unfortunately, at higher expectations. And I love what you do because of that particular reason. Parents are not always going to be there. But we need these young men and women to be our future presidents. We need them to be our future council person or or, um, prime minister or wherever you are in the world, mayor, you know, council lady, judges, lawyer, doctors. So unfortunately, you know, when I was growing up, if, if, if I'm in my 40s, and if someone saw me on the street and I wasn't supposed to be there, my parents would know before I got home. So my thing is that we need to get back to it where we could help each one help one. If you know of a person out there that has kids, or for sometimes, let me go to a coaching session or do something fun for them. Right. So for me, we could go on and on and on and on and on about parenting. And I am sure I'm going to get a lot of emails and emails and text messages regarding this parenting issues. But what I feel is that it's many levels to it. It's many layers to it. And we could peel back one layer. There's going to be something else there. You know, um, 
parents are being parents young, yes. But does it mean because I'm younger, I can, I don't know how to manage and control. So we could, we could, we could dive into different layers of it. No, it's, it's not, it's not, okay. It's not as far as age. What I'm saying is because our parents are so strict on us, we don't want to have that same strict Ah. with with, with our kids. So we let our kids roll over us. And that's what I'm saying. Not about age, but about, okay, let me try to change the parenting because our parents are really strict on us. We have to be home and we have to walk straight and you know what I mean? So the, the new parents, the new generation parents, are, okay, we're gonna not we're not gonna be like our, our you know our parents. We're gonna do this things differently. So mm-hmm. that means allow our kids to walk over us. Now to address the point about um the parents that works a lot. Right. You work a lot. So you have to put roof for the you know, roof over the head and right. feed. But what I'm saying is you have to set a time to spend with your kids. Sure. You have to set. I don't care if you have a hundred jobs. You have to spend some time with your kid. Mm-hmm. And 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 if it means before you go to work in the morning, if you leave at five, breakfast. wake your kid up. Maybe start wake, doing breakfast yes, together. Wake yeah. your kid up at, at, before you leave. And These have are a great advice. You, you talk to your kid, or one day take off from work and go to your kid's game. Go to your kid's school. Pick them up from school. Do something. You don't want to let the street raise your kids, because. Yeah. Not everybody's a part of role models. So you allow these coaches or coaches like, you know, coaches, you don't know if a good or bad coach to raise your kids. And you don't know anything about this coach True. at all. You don't know anything about these, 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 these teachers or these mentors or these guidance. Count. You don't know anything about them. So you pr- pr- practically leaving them in the hands of strangers. Yeah. So what I'm saying is there's being a parent and there's being a parent. So right. there's the parent where you provide, there's prevent where you, where you nurture your kid. And I'm saying though, we forget about the nurturing part. We provide it, but we're not. The, we forgot about the nurturing part, and that's what's lacking in today's um, society. You know, we all provide for you, all the stuff I gave you. What? What about? Yeah. What about a hug? What about loving? What about you know spending time with me? You don't know what great. You don't even know what great I'm in. Do you know I've dated? Uh, um, you know, and my fault is like I say, I dated people that actually, and it's weird to say this. They don't know what it means. Like if you walk up and hug them, I've seen young girls, and I said, "No, I'm a hugger," and they're like, they, "It's weird, right? Where you hug right. them?" And you know, I was speaking to a young lady, and she was like, "Oh, my boyfriend don't know how to show love, da 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 da." So I just say, but it all ties back to how they were brought up, right? Kids, 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 not parents, not. Kids not getting the love they need from their parents. Most times, parents feel like what the child needs is for you to give them money, like you said, right. or clothes or the finest things in life. When sometimes all a child needs is a hug. All a child needs is to hear from their parents, I love you. Do you know how many people have never heard those words from their parents? I love you. Or from someone that actually means it. I love you. We are afraid as a society, as a people to say, I love you, my brother. I love you, my brother. Thank you for what you do. But I love you, my brother. Thank you for what you really do. You know, and that's from my heart. Because I know what it means to actually say I love love people. But unfortunately, I need to figure out. See, there's a lot of issues. But I like to deal with solutions. What do you think we could do as a people now to start changing well, that well, narrative? Well, this all 
alpha male, alpha female. I don't I have no mm. idea what it means. It, that means you're not supposed to show affection. That's exactly what it means to me. Aww. This alpha male, alpha female. Let me not let me walk around like this. Oh, you gotta stuff. be. Ah, mm. uh, exactly. Okay. So this it means nothing to me. So that's what everyone wanna be. This alpha, whatever, alpha this, but it's not wrong with showing affection. You know, and we need to start showing emotion. We need to start showing affection. We need yeah. to start let society know that showing affection is okay. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to walk around all tough every day, and and you know you can show affection. Well, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. EOB Salon Talk was recorded at Steamhouse Restaurant and Lounge at 128 Gramatin Avenue, Mount Vernon, New York.